This is Ground Attack with Eric Burton. Powerful insight into revival, the church, and the deep mysteries of God. If you're through with status quo Christianity, you've come to the right place. Warning! This podcast will challenge religious demons. Find us on the web at gbreaker.org. Now, here's your host, the president of Groundbreaker International, Eric Burton. Hello, hello once again. It's good to be with you here on Ground Attack. I'm really enjoying this podcast and bringing you all kinds of content both here and on YouTube as well. And today I'm going to be talking to you about the year that we're in on the Hebrew calendar and moving into the upcoming year. We're right now in the year 5782. If you don't know what that is at this point, I will explain that to you in just a moment. We're getting ready to move into 5783 here in a few months, but I really wanted to get into where we're at right now and give you an update and move us into what I believe, what I'm seeing as far as the patterns of God's calendar, where we're going. And so right now we've been talking about the decade of the mouth, which is the letter pay in Hebrew alphabet, it's the number 80. So we're in the, the year 5782, which is the decade of 80. And um, it's, it's a picture of a mouth. It means to speak things out. It means to speak out. And so much connotation has happened over this last year with the mouth, uh, well, over the last couple of years, because this is the decade of declaration that we're in right now, the decade of decrees and declarations of God teaching our mouths. That was a big theme last year. God was speaking to us, well, over really the last year and a half or so. Uh, you know, with COVID and everything, God, it was a training ground. It was a separation ground. It has been. And I believe that the Lord continues to sift. Uh, and as we, you know, concentrate on His will and His ways, God will teach our mouths how to fight. And I believe that we're in a time period of fighting. We're in the end times. We're in war times. It's a time to fight. And the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, ladies and gentlemen. They are spiritual. And our mouths are a weapon. Our mouths are literally a weapon against the enemy. Our hands and our feet, our praise is a weapon against the enemy and his forces. And so it's vitally important right now that we understand how to use our mouths, how we speak things that are not as though they are, and speak into existence, not our will, but the will of God. So we are in that decade right now. We're in the year number two on the Hebrew calendar, 5782. Now, the two is, of course, the letter bait, and that's a picture of a tent or a place of habitation. And so if I were to theme this year, I've said this over the past several months, if I were to theme this year, we would probably theme it as a year of habitation. Now, what connotation is the habitation exactly? What what are we talking about there? What, what type of habitation? Well, I believe that we are coming into a time period in which God is wanting us to speak uh, into the atmosphere to create 
a special established place of his glory, established places of glory and of his presence. You know, um, when I when I speak about this, both in person and on YouTube and here on the podcast, I'm not just talking about a nice day at the office at church. I'm not just talking about having a good service or, you know, having some really deep revelation of God. All those things are vitally important. But I'm talking about Holy Ghost on fire church filled with the presence of God, filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Yes, I said it. The evidence of speaking in tongues. If you don't pray in the Holy Ghost, you don't pray in tongues, I highly encourage you to do so in these last days. If you don't believe in it, you need to be, read the book of Acts. You need to read the, the New Testament. Really, you need to read the whole Bible because the connotation of the Holy Spirit and the groanings and utterances uh, that we don't understand is all throughout the Scripture. I shouldn't have to prove that to you, but um, some of you that are desperate right now for God to move, you're you're desperate for God to move on your life, but yet you are not even filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of praying in tongues. You're not even baptizing the Holy Spirit, and you want to sit there and argue with me about, you know, is it real, is it not real? Well, here, why in the world would the, would Satan want to give you something that would change your life? Why would he teach you how to pray in the Holy Spirit? It's not of Satan. That's the dumbest thing. Uh, not the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I've heard some pretty dumb things before, but it's pretty silly. You know, why would why would Satan want you to live by faith? Why would he want you to pray by faith? How would that help Satan? It, it wouldn't. It's vital right now that we're filled with the Holy Spirit and with power. There's nothing wrong with using uh, the power of God that's on the inside of you to, to eject it out of your mouth and to establish God's will into uh, your location, wherever you're at. We need the power of God to be exuded out of our mouths right now and to establish places of glory. You know, the letter bait is uh, the actually, if you spell it out, it's the word bait which is the word for house in Hebrew. There's a verse in Isaiah that I believe uh, is very important to this particular Hebrew year, 5782. And Jesus quoted it when he said this, My house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. You have made it into a den of thieves. I believe that the church, as we know it right now, we have created a den of thieves, so to speak. We've taken the house of God and turned it into something that it is not and it was never meant to be, and that is an entertainment center. Now, I understand that when Jesus was talking to uh, to the people that turned over the money changers tables there in the temple, that he was actually upset because they were scamming people. They were ripping them off. Now, there's some of that going on, of course, in the church, but I, I believe it goes, it's even more sinister than just bad preachers. I think that it's people as well that have allowed the church to go from a place of prayer, a place of intercession, for the nations, and I believe that it's been allowed 
to move into something that is was never meant to be. And I believe that this year has been a year where God is beginning to trim the fat, so to speak, to move some of the junk out of the church, to open people's eyes and to give them revelation about what the true church is supposed to be, which is a house of prayer. God is bringing prayer back into the house. Now, over the past year, something has happened here at my home church in Columbus, Indiana, at Northview Church. We've been having Wednesday night prayer, and it, it's funny because this church now is what, 27, 28 years old, and my dad, who pastors the church, for years and years has tried and tried to do Wednesday night services. He's brought in guest speakers. He's done you know great teachings. He's done teachings on video. He's done programs. He's done everything that he could think to do and never seemed to get a whole lot of traction on Wednesday nights. But for such a time as this, in the year of the bait, in which I believe that God is speaking to the church as a whole and saying, it's time to put me back in my house and for my house to become a house of prayer once again. In this year, we have seen the attendance in these Wednesday night prayer meetings skyrocket. We aren't doing programs. We aren't having special guest speakers per se. What we're doing is we are unselfishly going after God and we're going after fruit. We are making decrees and declarations on Wednesday night. We are going after territories and we're seeing results from it. Uh, we are making declarations over family members and salvations. Through all of this, we've seen incredible things happen. We were spe- we've spoken over over regions and in, have gotten phone calls from those regions that they're feeling that they need a change in that region that that they call on the church on this church or somebody sent from this church, maybe even me at times, and uh, you know. God has used us in those regions that we literally were just calling on that we had no connection to before to go into those regions and to make changes to to help bring the presence of God and a breakthrough into those regions. Now, you tell me that's not God. Come on. I mean, God is very serious right now about allowing and not allowing certain things. I mean, there's certain things that he's allowing, he's giving wiggle room for, and then there's certain things he's, bam, he's cutting it off. And one of those things, I believe, is he's he's trying to get the church to refocus on what it's meant to be, and that is truly a house of prayer. The connotation of the letter bait, or the tent, is in, I-N, the, the word in, or inside of, Because on the inside of the tent of meeting is where the presence of God dwells. And in the Old Testament, the priest would go into the tent to meet with God. And I believe that God is wanting back in his tent. He's wanting back in his house, in his place of habitation, in which we have expelled him from in many, many of the churches all over the United States and even other parts of the world, I believe that God is saying, I want back in my house. 
And so the time period that we're in right now, that we're in right now, is letting God in his house once again. And if you're out there listening right now, you may be a pastor of a church. You may just be someone that that goes to church. You may not even go to church. If you don't even go to church, I have a question. How are you going to change the church? You say, well, I am the church. Yes, but you can't be outside of the church. Okay. I'll let that sit for a minute. If you are the church, because we are the church, correct? If we are the church, then how can you be outside of the corporate body of the church? Because there is a corporate body that is supposed to be connected. And so, I all that to say, I highly encourage you to find a house in which they allow the Holy Spirit to move. And if they don't, and you can't find a church in which the Holy Spirit is allowed to move, I highly recommend you get locked in and that you pray and move of God in. Use your mouth in the decade of the mouth to establish a place of glory, a tent of meeting, both in yourself and in the community as well. So, 5782 has been a time of habitation of speaking things that are not as though they are, but speaking uh, the things of God, not just things that are coming out of our own minds. I've talked about some of this before, but you know, where are we going in the year 5783 as we kind of come into the latter months of this Hebrew calendar year? We're beginning to move, uh, you know, on the twilight. Uh, well, not quite on the twilight of it. At the time of this recording, this is, this is, uh, this is June the second, two thousand twenty-two, on the Gregorian calendar. So we're getting ready in September to move into five seven eight three. So we'll still be in the decade of the pay, the number eighty, which is the mouth. But we're going to be moving into the time of the gamel. What is the Gamel? Well, the Gamel is a picture of a man walking or running toward the letter Dalit. Now, the Dalit is the number four, which is the letter of a door. It's the number of a door as well. So the Dalit in Hebrew means to be impoverished, but the original pictograph is actually the tent Door. It would be the hanging down of the tent door. So the gamel is the man seen as the rich man running after the poor man or the impoverished man. And he's doing something. He's bringing him charity. Why, though, why would that be in the word of God? That almost seems very strange. But if you look at the root word, their gamal in that that letter gamel, the root word of that is gamal, and it means to give out, to deal, or to wean. So this indicates that the nature or the connotation of the letter can lead to either judgment or blessing depending on the giver. Here, here's the thing. I believe that God is coming to the door of his tent in this next year. And some of this I'm getting right now in real time. Uh, from the Holy Spirit. I believe that the Lord is coming to the door of the tent, and I believe that he's knocking. And I believe at this point in time that God is saying, are you going to let me in or not? He's at the door. He's at the threshold. And you can either, either 
continue to try to keep God out or let him in. But one way or the other, God is getting back in his house. You cannot keep him. You cannot uh, uh, try to prevent him from coming in his house. He's getting in his house one way or the other. Either we're going to be pushed out because his presence will not uh, will not allow us to stay in a, a sinful nature and in not allowing him in his house, we're not going to be allowed to stay and continue the entertainment business any longer. I truly believe that today that God is standing at the door right now and he's knocking at the tent door and he's asking, are you going to let me in? Are you going to let me in in the year of the tent in the year of my house, where I want to establish a move of God in your nation and in the world, are you going to allow me back in my house? Have my way and not your way, says the Lord. No, I feel that right now. The Holy Spirit is just speaking that to me. And it's really interesting because lately we've given, you know, several minister friends of mine, we've been talking and we're getting a lot about doors and the number four has come up a lot lately. So the letter four being the number of the Dalit, which if you're connecting all this, the Gamel, the letter that we're getting ready to come into in 5783 is pointing toward or running toward the door. He's running toward the Dalit. So I believe that there is a coming judgment to the world, to the false church, and to uh, the coming blessing to the true remnant of God. And I really believe that depends on which side of the fence that we stand on. And I, I think that right now, the connotation, if you look at it, of the gamel is to wean off. It's... When, when the Gamel is giving, and the Gamel, by the way, is a representation of Christ, the Redeemer. But when the Gamel, it says that he's bringing charity to the poor man, the Dalit, the impoverished one. He's not just giving him something. He's trying to wean him off of poverty. He's trying to wean him off so that he can mature and become something uh, that is upright. And so, I really believe right now that God is speaking to some people. I want you to hear me really closely on this. This is not necessarily for every person that, that is listening right now, but it could be for some of you. The Lord's been speaking to me a lot about doors. And there was some things that my dad released to me uh, not too long ago that Paul spoke of the effectual door or the most powerful door. Many doors could be open to you and there can be an allowance that God gives us to go through whatever door that we sense would be one that God wants us to go through. But I believe that God is giving us right now, he's weaning us off of the milk. He's weaning us off of just constantly having to ask, Lord, what do I do right now? What do I do right now? What do I do right now? And I believe that for some of us that we've been in the secret place for a long time, we've been spending so much time with God that we are becoming one with him in that 
the Lord is allowing us the opportunity, get this, the opportunity to select the door that we sense the most. I'm not sure if I'm coming through completely clear on this. I'm trying my best to verbalize this. But in other words, if I could put it into just maybe an example, if you're a minister and you've got five doors that are open to you on one day, you've got five opportunities to minister in, in one, uh, on one specific day. And you're not getting a sense as to which door you're supposed to go through. I believe that the Lord is allowing us a little bit of wiggle room for some of us that are in tune with him to be led by the Holy Spirit on the inside of us to know we're going to, we we don't necessarily, in other words, have to have a direct word from God every time. Sometimes it may be a sense in our spirits that this is the right door. This is the most effective, effectual door that we could walk through. Will the other doors send us to hell if we walk through them? No, not necessarily. In other words, I'm saying um, God is, I believe, for some people allowing some choices to be made. And I believe that if we are in lockstep with the Holy Spirit, we're going to select the most effectual door that there is to minister in. I believe that the Lord, and the reason for that is this, not that God, not that God is saying, okay, it's time to grow up. Here's the keys to the car, son or daughter. Uh, We'll see you later. Hope you make the right choices. I don't believe that. It's not as if God's allowing us, well, you know, good luck, uh, hopefully make the right choice. I believe it's more of, you know, the right choice to make, Because you know me. Because you know the heart of the Father so well, because he's inside of you and you're in the secret place with him often, so often in which you're in lockstep with him, that there's no separation in your heart and God's heart. You're in lockstep with him. And I believe when that happens, that God allows us to make some decisions. And those decisions aren't necessarily decisions of disobedience or obedience. There are times for that, for sure. I hope you understand what I'm saying. But I believe that there, like I said, not this is not for everyone. There are some people that you, you, know, you need to ask God every day, what do I need to be doing right now? Where do I need, you know, direct, you need a direct word from the Lord because you're just not to that place yet. But It's all right. Stay in the presence of God every day. Listen to the voice of the Lord. When you pray, don't just speak to him. Listen. How do you hear the voice of God? That would be a a good podcast to do, a good episode to do. How do you hear the voice of the Lord? Well, sometimes you just have to shut your mouth and listen. We make it very difficult sometimes, but I believe that if we're constantly listening for the voice of the Lord, he won't let us go into error. He won't allow us just to go into error, you know, um, without any warnings, without any red flags. I believe that the more time that we spend with him, we'll just know where to go. We'll know because we know him. That's how vitally important habitation is. 
We're in that time period where we're building a habitation for God. We're staying in the tent of meeting in 5782 so that we can make the right choices in 5783. There, does that help? Hopefully clear things up. Really interesting things coming. Um, the Gamel is a letter of stability because uh, it takes three legs or three parts, which is the Gamel number three, uh, to be able to stand up. It would take a stool to have at least three legs. I would not want to sit on a stool with two legs. You need at least three, and that third leg is a, a leg of stability. And I believe that stability is coming as God brings stability to the true body of believers this over this coming year. And I believe that God has been trying to woo the church into allowing that third leg of the triad of God back into His habitations, the Holy Spirit of God. He brings us stability. He's our support in the Greek, the Holy Spirit is our paraclete, one who walks alongside of us. That's literally what what Paul, you know what the New Testament says that He's our paraclete, or one who walks alongside of us. And so I believe that it's not that He's wanting to get in front of us and lead the way over this coming year, or get behind us and say, "Good luck." plow the ground and hopefully, you know, I'll try to clean up your mess. It's as if you're walking alongside with him, that we're walking alongside with him. A lot more on this upcoming year to come, I believe, a lot more with that. And I'm truly excited to see this transition happen and see what happens over the next few months as we lead up into 5783. I'm really, truly um, thinking about doing another crossover video like we did last year. We did 5781 into 5782 on the Hebrew calendar. We had the live video. It was life-changing for a lot of people. Um, and for a lot of different reasons, it was a life-changing uh, live broadcast that we did. And I'm looking to possibly do that again on Rosh Hashanah for 5782 to 5783. So be looking for that. Also, um, I want to remind you that if you have not checked out our website, gbreaker.org, and sign up to become a ministry partner with Groundbreaker International. We want you to be a groundbreaker with us and to break new ground and new territories to see kingdom revival come to fruition in Jesus' name. And so um, we're looking for more ministry partners, and maybe they're financial if God speaks to you. Uh, monthly financial partners. If not, then at least be a prayer partner with us. Keep up with the ministry and receive our monthly newsletter. Uh, we send it out digitally every month, so you'll want to sign up, get your email address on there to be a part of that. And a lot of other great things coming up. I'm, you know, I'm getting ready to talk more about this, but I just announced. Hebrew seminars that we're getting ready to begin. Secrets of the Hebrew language, Hebrew seminars. If you want to learn the Hebrew language, I'm going to personally teach you in a Hebrew seminar. The first one coming up we're working on 
in August of 2022 for Denver, Colorado, the Denver area. So for those of you that might be listening or watching that are from Denver, Colorado or that area, or maybe you you just want to fly in and be a part of that, we're getting ready to announce more on our website, gbreaker.org, as well as Facebook. If you're not a friend on Facebook of Groundbreaker International, make sure you check us out on there and friend us so you can be in the loop of all the awesome things that God is doing over the next few months as we cross over into the new Hebrew calendar year. It's been a pleasure as always. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Until next time, God bless you. God bless your family. We'll see you all again real, real soon. Hey, everyone. Thanks for checking out the podcast. But have you subscribed yet? If not, would you please take a moment to do so? You'll want to know as soon as a new episode drops. Because let's admit it, we all get busy with life. Why not interject some Holy Ghost talk into your busy schedule and subscribe to Ground Attack on your favorite podcast provider? And I thank you.